Of all the most valuable resources in the world, kindness is the most precious. For more than 140 years, American Humane has been working to make the world a kinder place for animals. Rescuing those caught in disasters, protecting animals on our farms, on the silver screen, and the world's remarkable and endangered species who need our care to help them survive. All of us can make a difference by making humane choices at the supermarket, in our choice of entertainment, and by supporting conservation and rescue efforts. It's not hard at all. Make being kind a lifestyle choice and visit AmericanHumane.org for simple ways you can help build a more caring, compassionate, and humane world for animals and for all of us. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Oh, mama, I'm in... It's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Gotta love it. Pelicans. Taking on the first place Miami Heat from the Eastern Conference tonight, 6.30 over at the Smoothie King Center. Darius has won our free tickets. We're going to have them throughout the rest of the season. Something tells me there might be some tickets people want. That is for sure. Uh, NBA trade deadline is over three minutes ago. Uh, no deals as of yet that I see that involve the Lakers, Celtics making some moves, Dennis Schrader uh, going to the Rockets. The big news, of course, James Harden going from Brooklyn to Philly. Ben Simmons going from Philly to Brooklyn. That's the big, big news. Aaron Holiday going to Phoenix from the Wizards. Kristaps Porzingis goes from Dallas to the Wizards. A couple other trades being made there as well. But again, the Harden and Simmons trade kind of is the headline of it. C.J. McCollum, who was traded back on Tuesday to the Pelicans from the Blazers, spoke this morning. He is playing, so you will see him tonight against the Miami Heat. Again, they're the first-place team in the Eastern Conference. That's just the Pels' side. On the other side of the parking lot, a flurry of activity yesterday. If you look at all the different reports going on, Nick Underhill, New Orleans, dot football, among the first to report some of the moves and some of the coaches that were asked to um, clean out their offices. Thanks for the memories, including offensive line coach, receivers coach. Uh, strength and conditioning coaches. Uh, so let's kind of break that down a bit. Black Wednesday, I believe, is what Ralph Marlboro called it when, uh, I saw his stuff over on Twitter. Ralph, as always, I enjoy chatting with you throughout the season. And here we go into the off season we go. <laughs> There's a lot to kind of get into. First off, good afternoon to you, man. How are you? Good afternoon. I have to say the Pelicans making the CJ McCollum trade and the Lakers completely melting down. Gus, I'm just going to say now, if the Pelicans get in the playoff game and host the Lakers at the Smoothie King Center and they win, I demand we throw the Pelicans a parade. They will <laughs> declare their season a success. I will treat beating the Lakers and LeBron and seeing sad AD walk off the floor. I will treat it like an NBA championship. I'll be so excited. I might have to fly in from Houston. <laughs> Ralph, it's funny you say that. I was literally having this conversation with somebody this morning. You're right. Look, they're about winning championships. The Pels are trying to get the culture and the fan base back on board. I think it's starting. They got to get to being a playoff team. So they're light years away franchise ways. No, no doubt. That said, I'm not going to lie to you. And I'm being petty. Nothing would make me happier than say final minute, 30 seconds when, you know, they pull them off the court because, say, it's a, it's a lead that they can't get back. You know the entire arena will start saying, na, 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 hey, 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 goodbye. I mean, to hear 16,000, 17,000 do that is absolutely the highlight of the season if it were to happen. And I, I'll say this, you may disagree. I think the Pelicans beating the Lakers for just for fan excitement momentum. I agree. I think it would be bigger than actually winning a round in the playoffs. Like, I think if the Pelicans beat the Lakers at home in the playoff, playing game and then whatever happens, mm-hmm. happens after that, 
I think people will be pumped and they'll be like, I got to get my season tickets signed. Optics and perception. Yep. No, I agree. It'd be be bigger than winning a playoff series because we hate the Lakers so much. That's I'm ready. I'm I'm waiting for it. It's going to happen. We're going to manifest it. Look, it it seems very reasonable and possible. Got some games to go. Let's see what happens. David Griffin, by the way, is going to speak to the local media at 5 o'clock. I'm assuming at some point in that presser, he'll be asking about Zion. So I'm interested to see what he has to say, the latest update. Um, But, Ralph, I want to talk about the other side of that parking lot over there at that facility on Airline. Dude. Tuesday, Dennis Allen's introduced, uh, you know, there might be some changes. We'll see there. Did you expect this kind of change, though, on the offensive side of the ball? I I didn't, Gus, but the more I think about it is, here's the thing with the Saints, where it's, it's a tough situation for Dennis Allen, right? Because their roster, like we know the Saints, their salary cap situation isn't as dire as national media makes it up because 90% of fans and even writers don't understand the salary cap. We know the Saints can work it, and it'll be okay. But they are kind of locked into this roster, right? So they can't – Dennis Allen, he can't really go out and be like, hey, I'm hiring a young, hotshot offensive coordinator from University of Cincinnati. We're going to run something totally different. Like, because they're, they're lo- so personnel and offense is kind of their personnel, right? right? So they they got to try to run the Sean Payton offense without Sean Payton. And the problem with that is – for as great as Sean Payton has been, and I think he's been the best offensive coach the last 16 years in the NFL, he didn't have a lot of assistant guys that moved up the ranks. You know, like a Bill Parcells where guys will leave, they'll fail, and then he'll bring them back, right? Mm-hmm. For Payton, he had, he had basically Doug Marone and Joe Lombardi with only two guys on his offensive staff that, that moved up and got other jobs. And the reason was Pete Carmichael was sort of his right-hand man, and most of the time in the NFL, guys are Super, you know this. They're super ambitious, and they're like, "I want to be a head coach." So that right hand man of Sean Payton for anybody else, it would be a, it, the last fifteen years. It would have been a revolving door of guys. Good point. Right? Like, yeah. They move up, they get a head coaching job, then they bring in the next guy. Sean McVay, a perfect example. Yeah, like Sean McVay, like the, the guys. They're super ambitious and they're young, and everybody's like, "You want to be a head coach? You work for Sean McVay? Cool, come on down." He's had five so far. Five. He hasn't even been coaching. The Saints have had two, and the reason is Pete Carmichael is an anomaly in the NFL where he's like, I'm just cool being the right-hand man. I'm good. He interviewed for jobs, but basically he kind of gave that up like three, four years ago where he's like, look, it ain't happening. I'm just cool being the right-hand man. And then Dennis Allen comes in, and we're like, oh, Pete's going to be the offensive coordinator. Pete's like, nah, you can demote me. I'm just going to get out of the line of fire. I'm just cool. I'm just cool being on the staff. I don't want to get – like, I'll just be quarterback coach. So, like, it makes the challenge of finding an offensive coordinator that can run the Sean Payton system, maybe. It's hard. Like, who are you going to get? Like, you're not getting Joe Lombardi. He's not leaving because he knows Justin Herbert is his ticket to a head coaching job. You're not getting him away from the Chargers. And short of him, like, God, who are they going to get? Like, Doug yeah. Marone, they said he's going to be offensive line. So, it's a challenge for Dennis Allen. I will say this, as scary as it sort of is with all these things, I, you tell me if you think I'm wrong, I like it in a sense of Dennis Allen, he looks at his time with the Raiders and he's like, this is what I did wrong, and I'm going to try to rectify that with the Saints. Mm -hmm. It may work out, it may not, but I do like the fact that he's being aggressive with the changes, but I think it's, I think it's a hall, it's a, it's a difficult challenge. Never mind that Alvin Kamara decided to go Billy Bats in Vegas, and that's a whole other can of worms you got to open up with the Saints, where their offense last year, when they didn't have Kamara, I would argue they were the worst offensive football. Now, maybe yeah. they'll get guys back, and my time would be different. But when they didn't have Kamara last year, that offense was pitiful. Well, the other thing, too, Ralph, that along those lines of that offense, I had a buddy that didn't care for the Dennis Allen hire. And he's like, if he names Trevor Simeon the starter, I'm, I'm never watching the team again. <laughs> but I, I, what I told him was, well, well, look what you've seen in the last 24 to 48 hours. Clearly, again, no doubt, he and his side of the football was like, can you guys get us a first down? I even brought you up on another show. I'm like, this guy Ralph would come on our show, and he's like, dude, we started a drinking game to get first downs and field goals. We did shots. I mean, cause, I mean, which is crazy, but you got to imagine that side of the football got frustrated. Like, can you guys get a first down? So 
when you look at the moves, it makes sense. A, a very underperforming, you know, part of the team was the offensive line. A very underperforming sort of area was the receiving core. Yes, you can say personnel. I get that. What I did like that I picked up on Tuesday too, Ralph, was when he was asked about the quarterback, he said it was the single most important decision, and you and then he he laid out what he wanted, a winner, a leader of men, all those things. He didn't go the Peyton route. Well, it could be in our locker room. I like the guys we had. You didn't hear a peep about that. Nope, you know, <laughs> so it's, it's not Hill and it's not Simeon. I don't know if it's even Book, but it clearly came across as that man is not New Orleans. That's right. I, the only thing that would have been funnier, Gus, is if he'd have had like a, a giant screen behind him, and if they'd have asked him about Casey Hill or Simeon, it'd have been the Mariah Carey gif of I don't know her. Like yeah. that's the only thing better. But listen, like it's honest, right? Like the yeah. Saints. The quarterback, it isn't, they aren't in the building. The trouble for the Saints is, and look, I always am for beating Atlanta because beating Atlanta is fun. But that last win against Atlanta when the Saints didn't get a playoff spot, it cost them 10 spots in the draft. It probably just wrecked their chance to get the quarterback they want. So it's, it's challenging. I mean, gosh, because the thing is, this quarterback class, I was, you know, we were talking to Randy Mueller on our podcast, and I said to Randy Mueller, I feel like, the entire college football season and into December, everybody was like, this quarterback class kind of crummy, and it might even be terrible. But now that we're, like, desperate for quarterbacks, yep. we're, like, talking ourselves. You knew it we're, like the guy, we're like the guy at the bar at 2 a.m. Yeah. We're like, I got to go home with somebody. <laughs> and, like, and I just think these teams, like, we're talking ourselves into quarterbacks that, like, that like six weeks ago, yeah. we were like, no way. Yeah. And now we're like, Malik Willis, let's take yeah. him Sam Malik Howell's Willis. a feat. Sam Howell's terrible. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. Like, it, again, it gets back to where we were when Taysom Hill completed a pass. Like, people are like, oh, look at that. It's a, he completed a pass. Like, that can't be your expectation level of joy in the NFL when you're going to watch what you're going to watch on Sunday, when you're going to watch what you saw in the playoffs with Allen versus Mahomes or even with, with, with you know, with Burrow and, and all of them. You, you better have somebody. I mean, Justin Herbert won MVP of the Pro Bowl's two-hand touch game, and he, he, he didn't, didn't get to the playoffs. I mean, you, you better have somebody that can do a lot more than, well, how about that? We completed a pass. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> But I'm telling you guys, like the Saints, they're going to be kind of stuck because they're they're picking at 18, right? So you, to get up into the five to eight range, that's going to cost you, you know, San Francisco. It it for them to go to like 13 to four last year, it cost them three number one. So like, are you really like that entranced with Pickett, where you're going to be like, okay, we'll give you a 2023 and 2024 number one, and we're going to go. Gonna move to pick five with the right. Jets, and we're gonna take them. So, like, that's a huge commitment. But if you don't do that, then you're like, you can't roll. You know, like he didn't mention their names at the press conference. You can't roll with Jimmy. You can't roll with Taysom. So then it's like, it's water. Or I kind of throw up in my mouth when I say it, but Jimmy G. Like these, the 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 options are not very pretty, and it's it's it's. It's difficult because I, I don't think Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson, I don't think either of those guys are going to happen. So it's, it's challenging. But I will give this to Dennis Allen. At least he knows the problem. Like, he's, he's identified, if I don't get a quarterback, I'm going to get fired in three years. So he knows it. It's just disgusting. The thing is, who makes mm-hmm. the decision? Is it Dennis Allen? Is it Jeff Ireland? Right. Whereas when if Sean Payton was here, we'd feel so much better about it because we'd be like, listen, if Sean, you know, just a different, if the Saints would trade up for Pickett, right? Right. With Dennis Allen and Ireland as a coach, we'd be like, oh my God, that seems insane. But if Sean Payton did it and he comes out in the press conference and is like, Pickett's my guy, we'd be a little nervous. We'd be like, well, if Sean Payton says it, like, what are we, are we going to argue? Are you going to argue with him over it? No. So I think mm-hmm. it's just a whole different the uncertainty of it is is what scares us. It's a hard, it's a hard, it's a hard road to figure out. And uh, I don't envy, I don't envy the Saints, guys. But I, but I will tell you this: the Saints on draft day, if they haven't added a veteran quarterback, do not 
get up and go to the bathroom, get popcorn, call your <laughs> mom or your brother. Because the Saints, it is DEFCON 1 trade alert. We are in the cone of uncertainty. Oh, no. A trade up for the Saints could happen at any time on drafting. You need to lock in in your in your, your, your couch or your recliner, have all your, maybe you have an ice chest of beer next to you. You don't mm. want to be moving because the Saints, they are going to be, I think, if they don't, they don't have the quarterback solidified as who we know it is. Right. You trade is on the menu for Mickey Loomis on draft. That's just my opinion. But they could settle it before. But if they don't, look out, baby. It's going to get wild on draft night. As Saints forecast, we're to follow Ralph Marlboro over on Twitter. And, of course, he posts his columns over there on WWLTV.com in the Saints Happy Hour podcast. Thank you, bud. We'll talk soon. All right, Gus. Anytime. Yep. There he goes. There goes Ralph. Quick break. We come back. Lee Sterling's Paramount Sports. His thoughts on Super Sunday next on ESPN New Orleans. FanDuel Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 56, and we can't wait for the Rams to take on the Bengals. To celebrate, new customers can bet $5 to win 280 in cash on either team to win when you use promo code KLRZ when registering. That's right, you get your winnings in cold, hard cash because we know cash is always better than free bets. I'm betting on the Bengals, and I'll tell you why. You can't go against Joe Burrow in a one-game situation. The Bengals are a four-point underdog, but they've won as a dog twice this postseason, so we can't count them out. Don't have a lead on the game? That's okay. Okay. FanDuel has hundreds of props. You could even bet on the color of Gatorade poured on the winning coach. There's no better place to bet Super Bowl 56 than FanDuel Sportsbook. There are promotions for new and existing customers. They've got same-game parlays where you can combine small bets for bigger wins, tons of Super Bowl props, and more. Don't miss your chance to turn $5 into 280 in cash. Download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and use promo code KLRZ to make every moment more this Super Bowl. Again, promo code KLRZ exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook. Must be 21 and over in President of Louisiana. New users only. $10 first deposit required. Must wager in designated offer market. Max bonus $280. Restrictions apply. See full terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-877-770-STOP. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafourche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse. 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. It's Mardi Gras time and Joe's Septic Contractors would like to let everyone know that there is still time to call in your orders for portable toilets and hand wash stations. You can order two, three, six, ten, and 18 stall restroom trailers from everyone at Joe's Septic Contractors. Have a happy and safe Mardi Gras. Call 985-632-5592 or visit joeseptic.com. Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. So we spoke with Mr. Lee Sterling throughout the NFL and college football season. Super Sunday around the corner here, just a couple of days away. Finally feel like it's here. First off, Lee, uh, good afternoon to you. How are you? I'm good. I like the trade that the Pelicans made. So, I, do uh, I do too. A lot of people. Lakers did make a trade. They said they're going to focus on the buyout market. <laughs> Where they are. Mm, I can see that. I think that's what the Heat's going to do. Also, two other teams really strengthened themselves. I thought mm-hmm. that uh, the Sixers and also the Nets will be much stronger too. So, hey, when I, ask heat, you, I was going to ask gonna, you, since we're going right to need there. to pick someone up in the buyout market. Also, okay. Well, that's what I was going to ask you since you're right yeah. there. And obviously, you said you, my Heat. Well, that's who the Pels play tonight. They're in first right. place of the Eastern Conference. I kind of feel like no one's been talking about them. Um, I, I think obviously it's health and not having COVID issues like they did last year as to why they're there. Yep. Yeah, I mean the Heat is—they <laughs> had so many injuries early in the year. Then Kyle Lowry had a situation, personal issue for ten games. I think they've only had the starting lineup together for like four or five games the entire year, something like that. So then they were hit. I think every team on every player on the team has pretty much had COVID. Even back to have back Tyler Hero. I think this is only the third game they will have back their top eight guys. 
the entire year. So uh, I think he's going to be <laughs> be tough to beat tonight. So when you take a look at, uh, I guess, the prospects of the NBA, who do you think that got stronger or, or anything, or do you think the teams that have played well this season will continue to be the teams this season? Well, I, I, like I said, I think Philly and, and 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 also the Nets improved themselves. I mean, it remains to be seen, uh, you know, what's going to happen with Kyrie Irving. For them to have a chance to win, he's going to have to play home games. So uh, that is something that, that is still a question mark. But Milwaukee's still very good in Miami. I mean, we could have – even Chicago is a – you know, is is a threat. I think those four or five teams make the East much stronger this year. I think in the West, I think it's going to be Phoenix. I just think Phoenix is so good. As long as they stay healthy, they're probably the team. Uh, I thought Utah might make a bigger trade, might try to go for some more reinforcement shooting three-pointers. But uh, I, I think that in the end, they're going to be a little short. Yeah, it's crazy when you think of the East as we wrap up our NBA talk. The 10th spot, yep. eight and a half spots. A back of first yep. place, the tenth spot with Appels are twenty-two games back. So it's not a lot of games, really, when you think of where you know uh, you can be in the East on that. But obviously, a lot of attention going to Sunday, sir, over there, SoFi yep. Stadium. Yep. First off, how surprised are you that this game is? Maybe not the Rams playing somebody, but the Rams playing the Bengals. Did you even remotely have the Bengals on your radar this year? No. So I, I usually do, do real well in the playoffs. Back starting with the College Bowls last year, we won. 27 the last 36 games. I'm sitting at 22 and 10. Um, I went four of the five uh, wild card weekend, and then kerplunk. I went one and five over the last uh, two weekends. I had every bad beat from Buffalo and uh, what else? I had like the under in the Tampa Bay game where mm-hmm. where the Rams fumbled the ball. So uh, Kansas City minus seven, up 21 to three. Thought I was looking good. Even thought that the Rams minus three and a half was a good play. They only won by three. So I'm hoping that uh, I, I get some some decent breaks go my way. We've won three out of the last three in the Super Bowl. Hopefully, we make it four in a row. So the Rams are three and a half point favorite here. The over under is forty eight and a half. I think one of the things that obviously the storyline everyone's going to say is how in the world will the Bengals offensive line protect them against the Rams defensive line? So Lee. Before I start even getting into the numbers and lines, if they can't protect them, it's going to be by 30. I don't know if it's going to be like that. So how do the Bengals control or handle the Rams' D-line? Run the football. Uh, just like I I think the Rams are going to run the football also. I think the Rams want to take the pressure off Matthew Stafford. They can't call as bad a game as they called in the last Super Bowl. The Rams, I think that will help them out considerably the coaching staff playing in that game and they can you know take uh, what they what they did wrong and in that Super Bowl preparing for it and uh think they'll be a little looser. Uh yeah, Matthew Stafford is 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 got to be protected. So I think like I said, I think they're going to run and have success. And on the other side, the best unit of both these teams is the Rams defensive line. I mean, they've not allowed a a rusher for to run the ball, a team to run the ball for more than 100 yards in the three playoff games. So I love Joe Burrow. I love what he – I'm rooting for Cincinnati all other times, but I think they're up against it here. Other than having a quarterback edge and maybe the kickers, mm-hmm. uh, having a stronger kicker, I think the Rams are the right side here. And, and how do you cover Cooper Cup if they if they you start using play action? Eli Apple, I think, is going to get torched. I like the Rams, 31-20. Yeah, and then when you also look at the fact, too – I think it's also helped Odell Beckham Jr. right with all the attention. Right. Oh, oh, he was he was horrible the first three weeks back. I mean, he was not on the same page as Stafford. I mean, he's cutting routes short, um, indecisive, uh, dropping balls. Now he looks like he's one of the top ten receivers in the NFL right now. So, going to be tough to beat. So uh, you got you got you got a couple guys. Uh, you, got, you got a big player on each team. So I guess uh, the LSU fans can't go wrong. That is very true. You know, you mentioned the the, the running a- aspect of it. Is that what, why it was so remarkable, the streak that the 49ers had on the Rams, that they basically just ran uh, against yeah. the, the, the 49, I mean, the, the Rams, and that's how they were able to do it. So they, just, does the Bengals not have that sword? They have a back that's capable, but do you just not have the yeah. line that's capable? I, I think they're more capable of running the football than passing and being successful against the Rams. I just, the Rams defensive line, best in the NFL, Cincinnati second worst. 
the average time they get to the quarterback that defensive line, 2.8 seconds. So <laughs> I'm used to having, when I used to play quarterback, three and a half, four <laughs> seconds. Um, I don't know what it's like to throw the ball in less than three seconds. It's just going to be very, very tough. So uh, a couple of the props I like, national anthem. You know, my daughter's hit seven in a row. She's has a vocal background. She studied it. She loves Mickey Guyton the over here. Mm-hmm. Now she has sang it twice uh, in a minute and twenty four and a minute and twenty seven seconds. But those were with tracks, two fast tracks. So she feels um, just she has amazing pipes and vocal controls, superb here. And uh, she's going to show the world uh, what she's all about. Were you familiar with Mickey Guyton before this? Not, not totally. No, I wasn't either. I'd heard the name. <laughs> I, I'm like, I know the name. Where do I place it? But I watched the, the the two times she sang the national anthem, and this will be much better than even those. And I listened to a couple of her songs. I've only been to a couple country western concerts, but right. if she came, I'd come see her. She's that good. What about the halftime show? Snoop Dogg, Dr. Dre, Kendrick Lamar. I mean, among others, Mary J. Ball. All these are going to be. I, I, I'm. Where do you think this is going to rank? I still think. The the Prince halftime show was awesome. Yep. I loved Bruno Mars's halftime show. Right. Michael Jackson standing there for five mm. minutes without moving was iconic. I mean, look, those are the ones that stay. What do you think this one's going to stick? Probably fourth or fifth behind those, uh, but much better than the last couple of years. So I like it. A couple props I like, player props. Joe Burrow over 10.5 rushing yards. Remember, they don't count losses mm-hmm. on sacks. So if he sacked five times for 50 yards, that doesn't count. He had a third and eight and third nine rush, nine yard rush that were more than 10 yards each. And, uh, Trey Hendrickson over a half a sack. Uh, he had 14 during the regular season and two and a half so far in the playoffs and over 47 yards for the longest field goal. I mean, these two kickers kick up to 60, 62 yards, uh, in great conditions. 50, 52 yarders, like just a little more than an extra point for these guys. I like it. Lee, if people want more of these player, prop bets and what they should do how did it go about it just go to the website paramountsports.com we're red hot and college basketball which has been great over the last couple of weeks in the nba uh on like a 34 and 16 run on both those two sports combined college basketball and nba also do hockey and we have a ufc card for saturday big card ufc pay-per-view uh seven selections 47 dollars. everything's up and available paramountsports.com Sounds good. Thank you as always. Appreciate it, sir. We'll talk soon. Okay. Sounds good, guys. Yep. Lee Sterling, Paramount Sports, ParamountSports.com. Quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk to what I got to imagine is a very excited voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Interested to see what the arena is going to be like today over at the Smoothie King Center. And it's not going to be much longer. See, it's 2.30, Four hours from now, tip off. Pelicans against the number one seeded Miami Heat of the Eastern Conference at 6.30. Voice of your Pelicans, Todd Graffinini, next on ESPN New Orleans. When you're shopping at Rouse's Markets this time of year and you walk past the bakery, it smells so good. That warm smell of gourmet cinnamon dough is Rouse's Markets King Cake Dough. Rouse's Markets makes their king cakes fresh throughout the day. The whole bakery just smells like Mardi Gras. Get your Rouse's Markets King Cake in store or ship anywhere in the continental U.S. at Rouse's.com. There are so many flavors to choose from. Rouse's Markets feels like home. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. 
When you want the real deal, call State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. When others treat your fries as an afterthought, all you're left with are cold, soggy fries. That's why Wendy's new fries are ones you won't forget. Guaranteed to be hot and crispy or we'll replace them. We're talking natural cut skin on fries, perfectly seasoned with a hint of sea salt. In fact, they're even preferred almost two to one over McDonald's. These are fries so hot and crispy, they beg a new question. What would you like with your fries? Try them today. Only at Wendy's. At participating U.S. Wendy's, taste preference based on a national taste test by an independent research company. What would you say you do here? Sports. Sports. All day long. Hello, sports fans. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Welcome back. Sports Hangover getting closer to tip-off tonight at the Smoothie King Hangover's Center. Left to the top. Free ball on the way. Oh, my heavens. Brandon Ingram, the Western Conference Player of the Week, looking to do it back-to-back weeks. Playing like one right now. Oh, there it is. And then we had this. Now Temple. Alley-oop. Trey. Right hand punch. We can do some of that too. And one. And one. Didn't see the foul. Little. Oh, yeah. Ah, that was fun. Voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. Todd Raffinini joins us now, sir. How are you? I'm tremendous, Gus. And actually listening to that highlight, I'm, I'm actually kind of shocked. <laughs> That I didn't see the foul because that's all we saw mm-hmm. in that game against Houston. By the foul. way, if I had a sounder, I'd play it right now. After I think foul. another whistle. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to. Gus, I got a stat for you. You ready for this? Yeah. How many times in an NBA game or in any game, mm-hmm. for that matter, going back to eighth grade, Biddy, have you seen both teams have more fouls than assists in a game? I can't because remember. Both teams yeah. had more fouls yeah. than assists. Okay. And let me even further it. Mm-hmm. Both teams had over 24 assists. Okay. I, I, w- I was making. I'll leave it at okay. that. Yeah. No, I, again, I, I didn't think I was making that up in that feeling and mood, but you were there, obviously, calling it. Uh, you we could, were discussing it from the first minute of the you, game. You couldn't get into the game. Like, the arena couldn't get into the flow of the game. No. That said, look, I heard you comment on it at the beginning of the game about how it weighed on the team the trade and how some of the players took it, Nikhil Alexander-Walker and such. And you felt that weight. I think in that first quarter, I mean, I called them zombies. They were they were just going through the motions. And then, Todd, I, I called Tuesday's win a top five this season. You saw a flip switch, and it's almost like they methodically just went to work. And then the next thing you know, I look up, I'm like, they're actually leading in this game. And in the first quarter ends, I'm like, that's incredible. Because it was completely different from the start to finish, and then it never looked back, Todd. Second best win of the year. I, I agree with you 100%. Um, when we listen to Willie Green speak to the media prior, so 90 minutes prior to tip-off, I walked out of there telling everyone who would listen to me that this is going to be an extremely difficult game to win. Uh, Willie Green looked like he he was going to a funeral uh, in that pregame. Uh, you could see the tears in his eyes mm-hmm. when he was adjust- when he was talking about Josh and Nikhil. Sato, Didi, and it's just, you know, you got to put it into perspective, Gus, because we were at practice the day before, and all those guys were there. And you go to shoot around, not even 24 hours later, and now they're not there. And you've got to get ready to play a basketball game. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it is is the harsh reality of, of the NBA. And look, this is my third year in the league. I've never experienced a trade on the team, so... Right. I was kind of, you know, obviously I'm not playing with these guys and, and, and you know, not part of the team itself. But, but yeah, I, I mean, it, it was a very strange day all the way around. And um, for them to bounce back from that, you look, because that's the way Houston plays. I mean, they've got a bunch of young guys. Sure. Uh, they're going to try to get up and down. They're mm-hmm. going to try to out-energy you. They did the same thing back on Sunday night in Houston before order really got restored and the Pels kind of, well, Brandon Ingram took the game over in the third quarter in Houston. But what the bench did 
midway through that first quarter when Houston just raced out to that early eight-point lead. It was Jose Alvarado, and it was Trey Murphy, and it was Najee Marshall, Mm -hmm. and it was Gary Clark. Those are the guys that, that really gave you the spark to turn that game around. And once they went back to the bench, Jackson Hayes, once they went back to the bench, then the starters kind of got back into the rhythm. Well, <laughs> as much as they could without being in foul trouble, uh, got back into it and, and were able to, uh, to, to kind of take over the game. And uh, Yeah, I agree with you 100% that that was probably the second best win of the year, number one being in Denver. Back on Friday night. You've done a ton of games, football, basketball, baseball. Have you ever seen a moment like you saw at the end of the game where never. I mean I I pop. Go ahead. Well why would those guys even be in town? Why would right. they even go to the arena? Right. I, I mean, no. And Willie Green didn't believe it either. He'd never seen anything like that. If you're traded, you're traded. Yeah. You know, uh, I'm I'm getting the heck out of Dodge. I mean, I, again, I saw Josh that morning in shoot-around when he left the facility. I saw Nikhil. I gave Nikhil a hug. Um, you know, I, I came into the league when those guys came to New Orleans. I mean, Nikhil was one of the, you know, the, the trio, him and Zion and, and Jackson. I mean, think about it. Those guys were everywhere that summer. Mm-hmm. They went everywhere. They went to Tulane football games. They went to LSU football games. Yeah. They were inseparable, those three guys. Those those guys bought into this city immediately immediately and of course josh hart did the same thing when he came over from la so don't trade me but yep it it was a really really bittersweet day um it, it was it was sad to see those guys go it was unbelievable to watch the reaction of the teammates to do that, uh, it's got to be unprecedented. In the NBA, it has to be. Well, I bring that up, Todd, um, because it just, it just goes it, to show you the culture that what Willie Green is doing. Well, well don't, and, tell, and hear, don't tell Stephen A. Smith that. No, just no, screen that. Well, because well, this is a horrible situation. Well, it, well he's disgusted. We're not going anywhere. He's disgusted for C.J. McCollum. And yeah, what's incredible tell him, is... Tell him to watch a game. Tell well, him to watch one second of a game. You were there this morning. Like that. You were there this morning with C.J. Well, McCollum. Again, don't... I mean... <laughs> How could that be possible? Well, how could that be? How could CJ McCollum one on one come to New Orleans <laughs> when nothing's going on? Nothing's... I, I'm just curious. Somebody answer the question. Well, he said excited. That, he... That, last I checked, that's not the same that as disgusted. No, that's not possible. That's not possible. <laughs> he checked with his. He yeah. he was in the entire process, Gus. Yeah. He talked to. He talked about it today. Yeah. With his agent, with his family, let's go to New Orleans. I want to be in New Orleans. I, I, again, <laughs> according to national media, I have no idea how that's how that's Well, possible. what's remarkable oh, too, Todd, and again, this is the ground floor. And this is what I've been saying too, that it's exciting to sort of see. I mean, I go back to, and why again, I keep harping on Tuesday, a win that's go, that goes unnoticed nationally against the Rockets. But if you were there in the arena and you saw that, it, it doesn't go unnoticed because I go back to the relationship in Todd, you were part of the broadcast back then when you know you had CP me and and that team that was a win away. But we saw them after they started in OKC, right? They played an entire season in OKC. So that process of gelling and coming together, we we, we got a much better product than the at first, you know, few games. And we didn't get to see that product develop. We're watching that core. We're watching how this guy, CJ, is mentioning Willie Green as a reason. Willie's been here three months. <laughs> I mean, like, that's incredible. And I think you're starting to get the fans that are there, the people at the arena, they've attached. And I think that's why you saw the fans say they were sad to see these guys leave. At the same time, be excited. Almost mirror their coach. It's just, I don't know, man. I don't know how to describe it. It's tangible, and it's hard for me to describe. But I'm watching... At least the fans that are interested in the Pels really start to kind of gel with their coach and the guys on the court right now. I, I agree, and again, I, I'm just look. I don't want to be waving pom poms, but I guess I am. If you're listening here in New Orleans, it's time to get on board, man. I mean, or lady, or whoever you may be, <laughs> it is time to get on board. Um, look, I, I have not been this excited since the fourth preseason game of, you know, 
three years ago, mm-hmm. uh, the San Antonio game on that Sunday when Lonzo Ball was throwing three-quarter court alley-oops to Zion Williamson. And, you know, and I'm thinking, my goodness gracious, this is, <laughs> this is going to be unbelievable. And then three days later, Zion got hurt, and we've been climbing out of the hole ever since, mm-hmm. uh, literally, for three years. Um, so, uh, I mean, I'm just fired up. And, again, it, it, it's just the nature of the business with Josh and Nikhil leaving. Um, but, I mean, you got better, man. Uh, uh, Josh, I, I mean, gosh, you got better with C.J. McCollum. What is this team lacking? What is this team lacking? Scoring shooting. and shooting. Mm-hmm. Well, C.J. McCollum is a 40% three-point shooter. He averages 20 points a game. He can create his own shot. This, this is a guy where if the shot clock's winding down, he can ISO on somebody mm-hmm. and pull up and knock down a 20-foot jumper, knock down a 15-foot jumper. We just, we just have not had that. I mean, Ingram's kind of that player, right. but you're seeing Ingram evolve into now he's not afraid to distribute. And right. I heard one of the callers earlier, the reason why Ingram is becoming such a, a, a much better player this year than he has been, and remember two years ago he was an all-star, but now he is making the guys around him better, Gus. Yes, That's yes, what yes. greatness is. No, he's taking a step, Todd. He's legitimately taking a step. You can feel it, and you can just see the body language and demeanor, man. Like, And everyone on that bench is excited um, to see that as well. And to your point, it's going to create more space to him. I thought it was interesting, C.J. McCollum's first comments today included Jonas Valanciunas. You and I have talked about it, and we've seen him in that play, a couple of and-ones on Tuesday that just show how how he can be. I. I think it's going to be exciting to sort of see. Now, look, you you got a heck of a test tonight. Yeah. They're the yeah, number I mean, one it team. Been the, it couldn't have been the Rockets again, could it have been? I mean, can, can we just play the Rockets again? you got to play the Miami Heat. Yeah. My goodness gracious. Yeah. But you know what? This is – I after just kind of going, man, why Miami? But look, bring them on. Let's go. Yeah. Let's, let's see. It's going to take a little while. It's going to take a little while for – CJ to get acclimated. Mm-hmm. I mean, look, shoot around today. <laughs> shoot around today is, was literally Willie Green telling CJ McCollum plays. I, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, and, and you're thinking to yourself, this guy got in last night at 12:30 in the morning, and he's at shoot around today, and Willie Green is discussing plays and where he needs to be. <laughs> it was almost like a mini training camp. Good luck uh, yeah. this morning. I seriously. So mm-hmm. uh, there's going to be a bit of a transition, but I mean, it appears to me he is going to not only play but start. Uh, I right. mean, it just appears to me in that way. So uh, he is being indoctrinated quickly uh, to the New Orleans Pelicans. And look, that's why you got him, man. I mean, that's that's why you got him. So let, let's go. Bring on the heat. Uh, what, what did I just say? Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Let, uh, let, they're let, good. Let's, they're let's, really, really good. good. No, <laughs> I know. I know. It'll be fun. 630 tonight. We interrupt this Pelicans talk as we go live to the, what is it, Bitcoin or change arena what is it called over there in la Tom? Oh, crypto crypto.com <laughs> yeah that's it uh this is this is live audio from the lakers locker room <laughs> sounds like oh no <laughs> sounds like they're leaping over the railing that's the Titanic. <laughs> I, I, I didn't think <laughs> <laughs> there we go well, guys, nice, like nice i always say life. like i like I always say, Gus, that's a them problem. That's a them problem. Not a move. Ain't nobody won anybody on that. Nope. Oh, well. Oh, well. Enjoy the game tonight, Todd. I know I'm going to enjoy it as well, but thank Get you as always, Get on out buddy. to the SKC, people. Get on out to the SKC. Ah, love it. All together now. Every violin. <laughs> Uh, Be sure to tune in to Todd and Daniel tonight coming up at 6 o'clock, tip time 6.30. Thank you, bud. You got it. (laughs) One angry midget come to you right after the break. It's the sports hangover on ESPN New Orleans.
Terrebonne General Health System Community Sports Institute is recognized for outstanding service and contributions to Terrebonne Parish. We provide a certified athletic trainer to every Terrebonne Parish high school. We also provide concussion baseline testing to over 1,400 student athletes annually, along with CPR and AED certification to over 500 area coaches at both the schools and the recreation departments. We are proud to be your trusted resource in keeping our community safe. Visit TGHealthSystem.com. El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. I was surprised. I was definitely surprised. Yep, we had no idea. Totally surprised. Um, can you say jaw drop? Who knew? State Farm with these great rates? The surprise everyone's talking about is the surprisingly great rates for home and auto insurance from State Farm, especially when you combine them. When you want the real deal, call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today. 985-632-0988. Let's hit it. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. The way to chime into the conversation. Sports Hangover final segment on this Thursday. Forget Pels. 6.30 tonight. Tip time. So pregame's at 6. One angry midget. What you got for us today, bud? Don't look now, Kendengal, but we got ourselves a basketball team. Listen to you. Listen to you. I, look, man, I we have at, go ahead. We have, we have added a piece that we have been looking for for a while. It's not De'Aaron Fox, who I thought would have been beautiful here because of the timeline. But if you get a 40% guy who can throw out six to eight times and who can score 20, 25 points while yawning, mm-hmm. yeah, that'll work, work. And so really what it comes down to is, if this doesn't excite Zion, then it's not us. It's him. It's not us. Because with or without him, we have a basketball team. With him, uh-oh, we have a really good basketball team. So it's going to be really interesting to see how Willie handles bringing Zion into the fold and where he fits. Because this is Brandon Ingram's team. I don't think anybody – I mean, Josh was wearing Brandon Ingram's jersey. He wasn't wearing Zion's jersey. He wasn't wearing Jonas's jersey. He was wearing B.I.'s jersey. This is Brandon Ingram's team. Mm-hmm. And, it, and, and the entire team is bought in. And Willie has done such an amazing job getting them to buy in. To be honest with you, man, this might be the Pelicans, Sean Payton. Man, you know, well I, I, I've stopped job. short of saying that, but I'm not going to lie to you. I've thought about it. I've thought about how to use the, the parallels in certain aspects of it, which is why you kind of heard me started to kind of start talking about it in the way that I am today in terms of one Ingramidge you picked up on it. It's the ground level, right? Like we've seen a man, this is, this feels different, looks different, smells different. I'm in feeling before. And that was 2006, right? Like, and it was as the games went on, it it's easy to go back and, and think of the bears saints NFC championship game. But remember before the dome coming, the Saints had three comeback wins. Like I, I remember being a Saints fan, as you do, that that never happened. The Saints never come back on anybody. They're down. They're down. There's no coming back. And you know, you're sitting there going, "Oh, okay. Well, this quarterback might actually know what they're doing." It's like so there was sort of that that feel. And as the season grew, they were only ten and six. But as the f- season grew, you're like, you know, they may not be great. And you look at the numbers back then and stuff, they weren't fantastic. They weren't what, you know, 08, 09, and 10, and 11, and 13 look like. And that's how I feel about this team where I'm sitting there Tuesday and I'm going one angry midget. Dude, for the people that do go, and it's going to get crowd, the crowd's going to grow. The more wins and all that happens, and and now the buy-in happens. But... What you felt was an appreciation for it, and I've always said this. I truly believe this in covering sports as long as I have. If you put a product where it actually looks like they care, 
fans will support that if it's wins or losses. And you've heard the show on Angry Midget. When they lost four straight to the Bucks, the Suns, the Warriors, and, and, and people were calling in high spirits about the job Willie was doing, about how close we came to beating those teams. That's not the norm when you're losing. So that only happens if it's, if it's coming across and it's connecting that, man, they're trying. They're just short of talent. And to your point, when Angry Midget, I said it earlier today in the show. When I walked into that team store on Tuesday, I love looking left and seeing a Herb Jones, you know, shirt that they made for him. Alvarado. Everyone wants to have a Jose Alvarado thing. Brandon Ingram, to your point, it's his team. Like, it's crazy that in six months' time, it's gone from all hope and playoff and championship aspiration chances rely on if Zion wants to be here or not, not play. Because that fear every single month last year was, well, he's going to leave. He's going to sign. No one's talking about that anymore. To your point, one angry midget, you got a team that's in the 10 spot, and we're going to the arena to watch that team. And let's see what they can do. And let's see what C.J. McCollum can do. And then we'll worry about if Zion wants to be here or not. That's fantastic. Hey, who's playing tonight? Like, do you get that sense and feel? 100%. 100%. And and I've had that sense for a while, to be honest with you. I'm a diehard. Whether the Pelicans are winning or losing, whether the Saints are winning or losing, whether LSU is winning or losing, I am paying attention. I am looking. And if things are desolate right now, my thought is, okay, well, what's being done to make things better? And we spent a really long time in that what's being done to make things better. We went through watching Dylan Dell. You know, nibble at the end and bring in guys. Yeah. And, and, you know, and why I mentioned the GM is because if you remember, after 06, right, 07 and 08 was rough. Yeah. Didn't make the playoffs. In 08, in 08, it wasn't Sean who was getting dinged, right? It was Mickey. People were like, we have an accountant for a yeah. GM. And yeah. They were dinging Mickey. And if you remember, not too long ago, and, and I'm guilty. I am guilty. Griff has been getting dinged. Now we're starting to see kind of the gumbo come together. We've started, we, we're adding another ingredient, and we're getting to the point to where, okay, now we can let it simmer. Mm-hmm. And now it's getting interesting because if Zion comes back in the right mind frame and says, you know what, this organization is going to make me wealthier than I've ever been in my entire life, more money than I can ever spend. Right. This city is going to be and love me like nobody's business and defend me to their dying breath. Because I've seen Josh Hart. If Josh Hart is a free agent next year, yep. never know. Hell's fan on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> sign him now. Yep. Hey, man, I got to hit the break. I got to hit the break top of the hour. To your point, yeah, look, I'm with you. Like I said, I, I said earlier this week. It's going to be real apparent if number one buys in or not because you're running out of excuses or reasons to say you're not, whether it's the team, it's the coach, or it's the environment or the city. So we'll see. That does it for me. I'm glad I'm back. Hopefully Jordan will be back tomorrow as well. Matt Muscone and after further reviews next on ESPN New Orleans.